So they wrote a big old piece on her, how Kylie Jenner leveraged her massive social... Social? <laughs> Social. Social. <laughs> Billy Barrykin over here, oh my, my arse. <laughs> they don't stop saying <laughs> they don't they don't know that. Oh sorry. Welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr and I am delighted to welcome to studio my guests for this week, Claire Fulham, who is known online as Claire Balding. But when I kept saying that to people, they thought I meant a different Claire Balding. <laughs> Do you get that a lot? Yeah. Where right. people think they're like, oh, Claire, that's so unfortunate that you lost your hair and your name's Balding. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I thought yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone does. Okay. I thought that. So just to confirm, you are not the OBE broadcaster and no. author, Claire Balding. No. Okay, fine. And also... You're not alone. Expose presenter Cassie Stokes is here. Hello, I am here. I'm just Cassie Stokes. <laughs> like I wish I could think hair. of a clever <laughs> Cassie Stokes with hair. <laughs> the other one's always too busy. <laughs> Ladies, you're very welcome to the show. So we're going to start things off with our favourite game. It's called Six Words or Less, and it's for our listeners and our readers of Her.ie who may not know who you are. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less. And Cassie, we're going to start with you, oh, please. I was hoping you'd go for Claire first because Claire has hers written down. She does, and is... that's why I'm saving it for next amazing yeah. okay um let me go for uh, like i like to laugh there you go that's three i like to laugh that's four right oh, but you kind of did a uh at the beginning uh, so i like to laugh yeah there you go oh, that's, that's great. me i like to laugh brilliant it's that's, been a long time since you're somebody has used a sentence everybody's been using just words, the descriptive no. words oh, sentence God. i think yeah your words aren't gonna work here claire <laughs> come on words are shy. yeah exactly <laughs> Step up. Okay. Yeah. Claire, you're next. Okay, I'm an oversharer. <laughs> I'm a storyteller. Yeah. I'm empathetic. Lovely. I'm annoying. <laughs> They're actually written on. I'm passionate. Passionate. Passionate's a really and good one. I'm I'll take fun. that too. Fun. That's yes. great. Can I say passionate is one of the most frequently oh used words? No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I think as Irish people, you are passionate. Yeah. I, absolutely. When I lived in Canada, it was one thing I always said about Irish people. I was like, whether it's passionate about drying our clothes on the line yeah. or passionate about, I don't know, your family. Absolutely. So from two extremes, we are the most passionate people. Yeah. And I always felt that, not that Canadians are passionate, but it was something that everyone was lacking, whereas yeah. everyone in Ireland is passionate. We're very so passionate. Everything. Sometimes there to the point of being annoying, which is also one of your words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Makes okay. sense. Claire, let's talk a little bit about your rise to social media fame. Can oh, we God. say, can we call it that? Social no. media fame? Okay, we're not allowed. <laughs> oh, but basically, no. <laughs> something really tough happened to you and then you decided to write an open letter about it and you posted it on Facebook and it all kind of went from there. So tell us what happened. So yeah, two years ago, I lost my hair very, very quickly. So I woke up one day and was in three weeks I was in a wig I lost 70% of my hair and I had like the biggest lion's mane of hair you've ever seen huge amount of hair so 70% was a huge a lot or like I had to wear a wig within three weeks yeah. um, literally yesterday two years ago was when I wrote the letter which is mad wow. yeah, so I had a big L cry now last night would get it all out Yeah. but um, yeah so yesterday was I didn't write a letter I updated my st- Facebook yeah, I know, I know. like, the way, like I penned that yeah. like I wrote an open letter yeah. Yeah. which is really just <laughs> yeah, 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 staff in a way <laughs> but um, yeah just to my like 400 closest friends as you do and I just said like you know I'm losing my hair and I don't know what to do and this is what it is and can anybody help me and from there it kind of took off yeah. and it was alopecia areata was, was what it was and mm-hmm. you said that so many people reached out to you as a result of this yeah, status huge update I got yeah. like you know messages from Canada from all over the world literally saying I have this like if you find an answer please tell me what it is and still two years later I don't have an answer right. you know but um, yeah huge outpour I'm not even just 
I suppose people that were losing their hair due to alopecia areata, people that were losing their hair through chemotherapy or just male pattern baldness, or not just that, but just different reasons why people were losing their hair and the kind of secrecy behind it and the kind of, I suppose, lies they were telling their husbands and partners and everything because they just kept... I mean, I met one woman who wore a wig for 15 years and her husband never knew. And she would literally go and she'd make an appointment every two weeks to get it washed and she'd sit in the back room of of the wig shop waiting there until her wig was ready again then she could face the world again so like horrible stories you spoke a lot as well about like the way that hair is so much a part of our identity as women but literally something that you don't realise until it's actually falling out of your head well I think like every person like especially women we look in the mirror for like some sort of reassurance we look in the mirror to make sure like our mascara is okay or our our bum doesn't look big or Mm. that we look young or whatever we check ourselves and we look for reassurance but like when you look at yourself and very quickly you're disappearing in front of your eyes very quickly everything starts to change about your face and you get sadder and sadder and sadder and that is just quite like just quite mad to just watch yourself go through that you know so yeah I mean and it's your crown and it was mine I mean my hair I remember sitting in front of the doctor like getting some Xanax (laughs) and I was like and she's like what's wrong like what's your thing Claire I was like my bloody hair and she was like isn't that funny how your body has picked that thing so I would have just kept carrying on kept going kept going kept going if it was skin or if it was a rash or if it was anything else and I would have ignored it and put it to the back of my mind in a way but it was amazing how my body just said, if this girl's going to listen, we need to get rid of the hair. Yeah. And that was what stopped me in my tracks. And it has been two years now since mm-hmm. you kind of put it out there and all of your hair is back. It's all back. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was about to ask. Because yeah. so I'm was, i looking at your hair going, yeah. okay, there's no way that's, that's fake. A, it's a wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I wore a wig for like six months. So it like... A, like 85% of it kind of fell out in the end and then it started to go back, grow back within a space of maybe like 12 weeks which mm-hmm. is very fast and unusual and um, really I put that down to relieving that stress going right. I'm, I'm wearing a wig I'm yeah. going bald I don't know what to do and that stress in itself lifted it so much for me that I think that is the only reason why my hair is back today I mean yeah. I went and I got like treatment and everything else and I did what I was told and I followed all the instructions but that stress and you know, making yourself feel so vulnerable and yeah. going, this is the hardest thing. I'm going to press it and go. Yeah. And like that literally took everything off my shoulders, you know? I mean, I think what's funny about your social media as well is that you definitely used humour as a way of yeah. connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that became a part of your identity as well. And like from then, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit more about your kind of social media now as opposed mm-hmm. to then and stuff with all your hair, which is back. Um, but you did get treatment. Like you went and you did what now? I can't remember the name of the person who's an expert for scalp and hair but you know the name of yeah, that person yeah Universal Hair and Scalp Clinic in Dublin too so you know when you walk up you turn from Dame Street up to Georgia Street and there's like yeah. why go bald and there's this big flashing sign oh, oh. I've never seen that no oh god you, well, you, I swear you'll definitely recognise it when you see it the next time <laughs> no, yeah. that's all it. I'm going to see yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is so it a trachy trachy a trichologist is someone who looks after like the scalp particularly right, so you can okay. go to dermatologists and a lot of people do that have alopecia areata because they may only get three spots and they're quite local or whatever and steroid injections which a dermatologist would give are really effective but mine was just so outrageous they couldn't pump me with enough steroids for any hair growth to come back so um, I went to a trichologist and tried that and it definitely 
work it helped and I think really what it did for me was it kind of gave me something to do about it because this was so out of my control like I had no control over this whereas that was like every week I go in there I do this and I'm making myself better I felt like proactive and I felt like I was doing something about it you know there's really great information if you go on any of Claire Fulham's social media which is actually Claire Balding yeah (laughs) Um, gas by the way (laughs) so funny but you have like your whole hair story and you have clips and you have pictures and stuff like that so it's really interesting I'm going to come back to you and your social media in a mm. moment, but Cassie, let's talk about you for a second. Oh, I'm very boring. I'm Stop. like, you're you're great. I'm like, I have done literally you nothing. Are, you <laughs> are our first expose presenter we've ever had on the show. Oh Ooh. wow! Yeah. Okay, so forty first uh, episode. So yeah, you're our first expose presenter. There so I go. suppose the big question. Which I know a lot of our readers and listeners want to know. How'd you get your job? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I uh, used to work in TV three years ago when I was in college. And then, so I kind of, I've been there total without the four years in between when I lived in Canada. I've been there almost 10 years, okay. 11 years. Um, so were I was you there in from, doing bits? I was doing bits, okay. doing my bits. You were doing your um, bits. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I moved away. So I was there for a good three, three four years. Um, mm-hmm. And I was on a programme called FYI, which was a news programme. I was doing all the tech news, yes. And um, yeah, I like I enjoyed news, but I, I find it, as I describe myself, I like to have a good laugh. Right. So um, it was always hard for me to keep a very straight face. Um, tech so news I enjoyed as well. it. Well, tech news is, it's I mean, a it's huge amount of laughs in that. Very serious. I yeah. mean, I interviewed um, one of the guys from Netflix when nobody knew what Netflix was, okay. like when they came over here. And Reed Hastings, I think is his name. All right remember that I was like I should remember this this is going to be a big yeah. one um, and it turns out it was so Reid if you're listening um, yeah so then I moved away I moved to Canada and I actually worked in a pub which was so much fun an Irish pub oh, nice what a stereotype oh, wow. um, yeah it was in the financial district and they loved Irish people the so the it was great the tips the were tips. the best they just thought you were heaven you and get did, did you move to Canada for to pursue a media career or did you move to Canada just to experience it I, well I actually moved because um, I had been studying in the second city in Chicago and then they have did I say Chicago like an American yeah. oh Chicago, Chicago is Chicago. what we say uh, well I went to Chicago um, okay I went to however you say Chicago uh, that no one's going to hate me for uh, <laughs> the way I pronounce it so I went to Chicago I was studying there and then I was like oh they have a second city in Toronto perfect and I have a passport for Toronto because I lived there as a kid so that, Brilliant. that's going to work for me. Yeah. So I actually went over there to study there and study uh, sketch writing and right. uh, do improv, which I did. But obviously you have to live too. So that's when I was working in the pub. And then I got back into TV. You know, I had experience in it. And um, working in the pub was loads of fun. But it's definitely, it's a lifestyle that's very hard to maintain yeah. for mm. a long time. Because, yeah. you know, you're pretty much going out all the time. Mm. So you're like... Sounds awful. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. It's fun for a while. <laughs> but I mean, you didn't go to Canada to just go out. And so I was like, okay. You know, like calling your mom and just saying, oh, yeah, no, we were up till this time is not the best conversation every single day. She's yeah. like, what else do you do? <laughs> um, sleep. Yeah, exactly. But then I sleep when I'm not there. Um, so then I, I got back into TV. I was working in production on uh, some US shows, which was cool because you got to travel down yeah. there. And I was a producer. And then a competition came up in ET Canada, which is the expose of Canada. Right. Um, and I went for it. And I was like, just sent in, you know, me talking to camera and uh, some of my bits from before, from FYI. And um, it was like a kind of, it was like a tiny X Factor competition. Let's put it that way. Okay. But it was nationwide. So it was really fun. And um 
it was I was very lucky that it happened in March because and that is Paddy's date. I don't know if you guys oh, know that. So the Irish it really helped. You used your Irish and yes. I used that pub when mm, I went in there. Yeah. I was like, I hope everyone's voting for me. <laughs> no. um, so that's the only reason why I won. And uh, then I actually got a job with them when I was working as a reporter and online with them. So oh, wow. it was yeah, it was great Amazing. until I left. So, so why why did you come back then? I came back to be closer to home. Okay. Um, it, I was definitely one that suffered from homesickness a lot. Like yeah. you know, you'd go through a week of crying. Unexplic- oh. unexplicably crying I was uh, one of those I wasn't lucky enough to just be able to kind of get on with it yeah. and I read, I admire people who are who but I've, are heard, like, I've heard that I've heard that sometimes it's just not for everybody like mm-hmm. they have to yeah. just come home yeah you know? exactly and that's yeah. it's great if you can stay and it's also brilliant if you can come back um, so I was one I headed towards the UK to kind of just stay close because I didn't know if there was any opportunities here I didn't know you know I hadn't been here in so many years yeah. I've obviously been back for Christmas of course um, but I ha- hadn't been back and I didn't really know what was going on TV3 and all that kind of stuff so I went to the UK um, got into uh, an online agency so I was working like in digital ad- advertising which was very fun I was a producer so I was still yeah. you know the TV element was still there right? and then I got a tweet a DM no, you my didn't. boss now slid into my DMs on Twitter and offered you a job yeah what? How rude! And I was, <laughs> I was out with my friends in London, enjoying myself. We were having a nice dinner, and then my world had to flip upside down. What a DM, um, though! It was. Usually I was it's like, pick. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, thankfully, I didn't get one of those. <laughs> thankfully, considering I'm a lesbian, they're extra shocking when you get those. Really it's like, not that okay if you're not a lesbian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well, I'm like, listen, just think of how you feel and multiply that by <laughs> <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> um, so. So, uh, yeah, so I got that. And then I, you know, obviously I was like, well, I can't say no to this. You can't say no, yeah. Um, So you've been been with Expose now for two years. Wow, okay. We're on the two-year level here. And you love it. We're doing different things. I I do, I love it. Um, Very busy. Um, oh, you get to meet people and chat to people all well, day long. Well, you're super long, famous now as well. Oh, yeah, and that. No. Um, <laughs> I honestly think expose presenters are famous in I Ireland. I saw Glenda, Glenda Gilson is famous. <laughs> and Karen Costa, That's, they're all saw, famous. I saw Glenda Gilson's brother on the street today and I nearly died. <laughs> How Listen. do you know what he looks like? There's a story okay, behind yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Major okay. fan over um, there. Yeah. Scarred That's why me. I've been invited on. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, tell us it's about Glenda in. and I've seen her dog. Okay, that's going to sound really creepy, but he knows a colleague of mine and then um, I was like hey who's the silver <coughs> fox it's Glenda Gilson's brother so I didn't know who he was technically okay, okay, okay. sure yeah. alright okay. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and move on from that um, but we're going to come back to the glitz and glam of expose in a moment but I do want to talk Claire about your social media and stuff that you do now because aside from the fact that you kind of went public with your story which was a struggle and stuff that um, you went through at the time since then you have moved on from that and um, you share a huge amount of your own life now on your own social media so Snapchat I'm not on Snapchat so Mm -hmm. I don't follow you on Snapchat but I do follow you on Instagram and um, it's quite a treat oh god yeah I'm not going to lie to you (laughs) so if anybody doesn't follow Claire Balding you should but I do want to share a moment and um, just have a little listen today in work oh my god so I went in, went for my morning coffee. Um, so I had my coffee in my hand and my purse in the other hand, right? No phone. So coffee and purse. And I was walking back down the corridor towards my office. Started sneezing like uncontrollably. And one of my colleagues was coming towards me, a male colleague. So I had the coffee in one hand. And because I was like, Achoo! like I was kind of like <gasps> trembling because I didn't want to like drop the coffee and fucking scald myself, right? So... So I was sneezing and sneezing and sneezing and trying to not scald myself and everything else. And I farted. 
really loudly. Like, <laughs> my male colleague was coming towards me, and like, I wanted oh. to die. Like, I wanted to absolutely gone dead. Still a good bit away from me at this point, right? But definitely I think we should let it of the absolutely raging fart. But I got so embarrassed. I, like, I didn't want to talk to him because I would have laughed or cried. I did not want to talk to the man. I, I geniusly and on the spot said, pretend to be on your phone. Get your Smart. phone Got a quick phone call. Say, hi. That's yeah. what you have to do. Gotta go. So I did. I whipped the yoke that was in my hand up to my ear <laughs> and started talking to my fucking purse. Okay, okay. <laughs> that is the most embarrassing this is the most embarrassing like watching myself back like that I'm like you oh, smelly shit I'm actually really embarrassed that's and I'm kind of sweating I can sweating. feel it yeah. yeah I'm like I can feel I the whole I swear to God I'm like stuck to this seat now but can I say <laughs> thank you for that I play. I played that for um, everybody in the office earlier oh God, <laughs> that's amazing but we all laughed so much and then the big question started coming like have you ever farted loudly in front of a colleague a stranger a workmate or your partner was this like a big moment for you in your life do you know what I'm one of those people that all the shit bits happen to me so all the weird things all the shit bits I seem to just attract it to that kind of way so similar situations have happened to me before but this what the actual phone was worse than the fart do you know that kind of way like talking to my purse my office mates like mm. Italian and a, Pol- and a Polish guy and I was just like I'm after a friend I'm after a friend and they were like oh my god Claire and they're just not able for me do you know so I had to like run scramble down to the other girls in the office that you know calmed me down I was like no I've heard that fine. I've heard that like he's actually quite hard of hearing I was like well he better be visually impaired yeah, exactly. as well because I was talking to me bleeding phone like oh it was terrible it was terrible and then I go and tell like 30,000 people 30,000 yeah. people yeah. you go and yeah, tell that story to I mean, oh, yeah. why not? Like, yeah. it's good. And everyone would enjoy that. Yeah. And feel better about themselves. But you I've know what? i farted well, knowingly well, in front of yeah, no, <laughs> Unless yeah, I passed Dozed out at work. I mean, like, some, I mean, we're all, we all have to sleep sometimes. So I, <laughs> exactly. Like, nope. But yeah, I know that's never happened oh to me. So are you still friends with him? I haven't seen him since. Oh, I yeah. don't know if that's just pure, like, yeah, he's gone. He's left the country. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Sense. I actually haven't seen him since, just thinking about it. But um, he'll get over it. I How have. long ago was that? That was, oh, I don't know, maybe five, four or five weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, okay. so it's fresh, you know. It's still, yeah, it's pretty it's fresh. still a bit of a centre yeah, exactly. I can see <laughs> There's an like, That's amazing. <laughs> I think it's amazing to watch somebody be as free as that on social media because there is a huge yeah. amount of people who aren't like that on social mm-hmm. media and I was going to say as well about your social media Cassie you're on it quite a lot but like I think you're very funny on Instagram and I'm not saying that I'm saying that you've just said that don't say you're funny I'm, I'm, say, have to try I'm and saying be funny. that in a kind of a <laughs> actually I'm saying that in a kind of annoying way because it sounded as if I was quite surprised that yeah, you were you're like, actually <laughs> it's terrible well, when some people meet me they're like oh you're actually quite nice no, considering but, you work on a but show like that the thing I'm is, like what did you think I was going to the be? thing is though expose <laughs> does definitely have it's glitzy it's glam you know like the women are kind of unattainably beautiful and have been for years that's Glenda and Karen until Cassie came in <laughs> no. and then like, let's find an attainable one. No. I'm not calling Cassie's you an, London. An, an attainable beauty. <laughs> God's sake, Cassie, get you, a grip. You definitely like to relate to your followers as well. Like, yeah, I don't have a huge amount of followers. I do say whatever I want yeah. to an extent. Now, listen, I always get the best interaction and reactions when I do, like when I 
last week I was on my period everyone that follows me will know that and I was doing my period shopping you know like mm-hmm. your chicken fillet roll your chocolate yes. your crisps yes. that's and, cool, yeah. and your tampons and you know yeah. as soon as the, the guy that I was uh, in a spa and the guy that was I was buying it from the guy behind the shelf mm. and um, he was just like oh do you want a, a paper bag and I was like no <laughs> it's just like I don't care if everyone knows yeah, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on why do I have to hide that so um, a lot of people actually relate to that they yeah. write back like the amount of my followers were on the same cycle <laughs> yeah, yeah you're all in we sync go through, exactly we're going through the same pain you know like watching the notebook I'm like what are you guys doing yeah. um, Claire does your <clears throat> husband ever give out to you for the content that you post no no does he love it does he watch yeah. it does he know no he doesn't watch oh okay <laughs> He, like, I mean, he can, you know. I haven't blocked him. I blocked my mom. I haven't blocked him. <laughs> really? Oh, oh 100%. I had to, she told me I was cursing too much, so I told her to feck off. Goodbye. I blocked him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I had off. to. I'm sure you said yeah. feck. I, oh, I did. Um, yeah, no, Ian doesn't. Ian's very much. Ian's as weird as I am a little bit. Right. That kind of way. So the two of us are like two peas in a pod. And he kind of, I suppose he's proud in a way that like his wife, people just respond to me and like kind of like me and hate me, whatever. I kind of think he's in, in some way a little bit proud in that yeah. kind of way he's like you've made such a crap situation be your outlet for people and or be my outlet because really what it did for me was like being able to talk about it like having a shit day or on your period or whatever you want to give out yeah. about that day I'm one of those people like when I say it it's gone I don't dwell on things I don't do that kind of way like I don't yeah. hold on to stuff so when I literally say something then it's gone and I think that that's really helped particularly like counsellor bills Ian didn't have to pay for counsellor for me the audience were listening to me the audience were the counsellor that I needed every single day of yeah. those two years and still do you know yeah. still I mean yeah I have my hair back but I mean everyone has a tough life from time to time and kind of being able to have that and I think Ian is he's he's weird and proud yeah, yeah. okay we are going to take a quick break now for our spotlight interview so this week I was joined by our own Jade Hayden to talk about our new relationship series which is called Agony Camps I'm joined in studio now by one of our amazing writers from her.ie, Jade Hayden is fresh off the bus from hanging out with none other than the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. So are you best mates with Harry yet? Absolutely, yeah. Like I didn't want to steal him from Meghan, but I feel like it did happen over the course of the day. Understandably. Um, we spent a lot of time together. Like he was he was in front of the barrier. I was miles behind the barrier looking at him. Right, okay. Taking blurry photographs, putting them up on social. Like it was a it was a good day and we really made a connection, I think. You did say as well that you didn't actually look at Harry once, that you were just looking at Megan. So yeah. I know that this is gonna be going out next week, mm-hmm. this week when people are listening to mm-hmm. it. So you are writing for her, but is there anything that you can tell us that you're not telling us already? <laughs> If that makes sense. Um, Do you know, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's been day. a very long day. I can't remember what happened one minute ago because my brain is so far away. <laughs> okay. But um, no, there was a lovely moment um, this morning at um, the Eros where uh, Megan met Michael D's dogs and she was having a lovely time with the dogs, petting Aww. them. And they were breaking all the royal protocol and like licking her and stuff. And then she actually like she waved goodbye to them when That's she was leaving. Sweet. Like she waved at Sabina and then she waved at the genuine dogs on the porch. Amazing. Now, aside from that, you are here to talk about the new series that we're running on her.ie. So it's called Agony Cant and it's our new dating and romance advice column slash series. Is that what you'd call it? Would you call it a column? Um, yeah, I suppose so. Like it is more just like an agony ant thing where our readers are asking me how to fix their tragic love lives and I'm trying to reply in a sort of humorous but semi-serious kind of anecdotal way. So what compelled you to start the series in the first place? 
I think I've been having so many of the same conversations with my friends about like our own like not really relationships slash dating habits with men. Okay. And I was just kind of like, is this like all these issues are things that we are constantly going through and all these like stupid things that we fixate on it's just like constant things in our lives and I was just like I wonder if everybody is like this and I wonder if I could maybe give some good advice about it and I don't think I can give good advice but I can definitely give some sort of advice and maybe make people feel slightly better about their own tragic love lives at the same time. Okay, so if everybody goes onto her.ie and searches Agony Cant, you will find all of the articles and there's some really great ones, but we are going to focus on a couple today. So the headline reads, my boyfriend keeps liking his ex-girlfriend's pictures on Instagram. So this caused a ruckus yeah. at the Her editorial desk. Yeah. This It was quite controversial, actually, because when I got this in, I was like, yeah, this is disgusting. I hate this situation so much. This is like, this is something that would make me just feel horrible. But at the same time, it's a situation where you can't actually do anything about it because he's not really doing anything wrong just by liking pictures. Yeah, I suppose. So read out a little bit of the actual problem that was sent in. And obviously all of these are anonymous. Yeah, they're completely anonymous. Um, So this one starts, my boyfriend keeps liking his ex-girlfriend's pictures on Instagram. Both him and the ex left the relationship on really good terms. They are both in the same wider friend group that would often do things things together and he still likes all of her pictures. I'm talking pics of her posing alone and looking really well and it's seriously getting to me. So basically this person wants to know, should she confront her boyfriend about this or should she just leave it alone? So can I say something now about Instagram? Mm. You can find out an awful lot by people liking things on Instagram. Like, yeah. I have found out that people have been in relationships by the likes on their end. That sounds so creepy. It does, but every, everyone does it, though. Like, it's impossible. But if not... someone suddenly starts liking a bunch yeah. of pictures, yeah. they're sleeping with oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's one like, hundo. If they start replying to their tweets, if they're, like, yeah. sending them little kind of inside jokes that you don't really understand what they're saying. like Now, the thing is, this is a woman who wrote this in, and it's about her boyfriend who's yeah. liking pictures. Now, I don't know, and this isn't, again... I'm not trying to attack any men here, but I don't know if men realise the weight that is carried on a like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I would agree with that 100%. I don't think that they do because in my mind, he is liking her pictures and there's nothing behind it for him. It doesn't mean anything. She doesn't have anything to worry about. He's just doing it because it's coming up on his feed. Grant done. But in her mind, obviously, the connotations behind the like are massive. Yeah, and even for like even for the ex-girlfriend like if if my ex-boyfriend started liking my photos on Instagram I'd be sitting there and I'd be like oh he's still into me like that's what would go through my head absolutely even if it wasn't even if I wasn't happy about that situation I'd still be like oh that's what that is what was the ultimate advice then to this person was it just to chill or I don't think you can ever tell anyone just to chill like if they're if they're riding into an agony on column about it they have less chill so maybe talk about it yeah yeah I was kind of like I think she needs to figure out where like the anxiety around it is coming from the insecurity yeah exactly yeah because I'm, there are a lot of people in the world I'm not one of them who would be in that situation and would be like yeah that's fine no bother but if you are sort of like having issue with this then it obviously comes from somewhere and it and, comes from and I mean again like you are the agony can't I'm not but the other option is to just block your boyfriend on Instagram or unfollow them because mm. I've known people who are in relationships who don't follow their yeah. other half because yeah. it's just too yeah. much yeah. and it's nothing to do you're still in a relationship with them but you just don't want to see 
their lunch. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, just yeah. unfollow them. Yeah. If it takes the stress and anxiety, they're your boyfriend for a reason. Yeah. Oh my God, am I stealing your I job? You should maybe come on as like <laughs> a guest. I can count. Okay, so the other one I want to talk about before we go, um, and again, at the end of this, we're going to give you all the information so you can get in touch with our Jade. <laughs> <laughs> to answer all of your ah oh, Jade um, okay Agony can't I slept with a guy in work and now it's super awkward this is a woman okay she signs off um, from Mrs. Stuck Between a Rock and an Office Desk oh I like that um, so she says I slept with a guy from work recently we were getting on really well afterwards and then he just stopped talking to me and became awkward except when we were alone together then he's all chatting very flirty should I avoid or should I see what's up with him he's very hot Oh. Yeah, and I think that last bit kind of just like brings it home then because it's like if he wasn't hot then I'd just be like just don't bother. But you know, she's like she's attracted to him. She finds him hot so she obviously wants us to continue. What do you think about this? It comes back to the age-old thing of what is the phrase? Don't shit where you eat. Yeah. That's, is that the phrase? Don't shit. It could be, yeah. Don't eat where you yeah, eat. Don't shit. eat where you eat. <laughs> <laughs> both, yeah, both work. So what do you think? Absolute no-no sleeping with people you work with. No, because it's going to happen. You spend all this time with all these people and even if you're not attracted to them, like you get so, like, you spend so much time in work that it could be someone who you're not attracted to at all and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're the most beautiful person in the whole entire world and you don't know what happened. And it happens constantly and it's like... It's usually eight pints. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Christmas party, Mm. 2011. Like, just don't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like you're really sharing. <laughs> what happened in 2011? Just tell Nothing. us. <laughs> I was very young. I was not working then. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like I can't, you know, I'm not going to come out and tell someone don't sleep with people you work with because like, no, do it. A Definitely do it. Meet yeah, in exactly. Yeah. Go for it. Like, why not? That's not that's not the issue here at all. The issue is the awkwardness. Yeah. yeah. And, and this guy is now not speaking to this person as well. And mm. you kind of like it's hard enough when that happens when it's someone who you just meet randomly and you don't know any of their friends and they don't know any of your friends and it's just the two of you but when it is someone who you have mutual people with and you have to see every day yeah it gets so much more complicated like she's saying that it it was just a bit of fun and she was up Mm. for that as well and maybe he thought it was for something more yeah yeah or I think she was kind of suggesting that she wanted it to happen again right but she didn't want anything serious out of the situation and she wanted to know whether she should pursue that or not so what was the ultimate advice that you gave them what was the thing was it about being honest and just maybe sitting down and having a conversation they're terribly hard to have I don't think you can do that with someone you work with though they're terribly hard to have if it goes wrong then you still have to see that person every single day okay so I think my ultimate advice with that one was just kind of like take it a bit slow maybe just try get the awkwardness out of the way and just like chat normally or whatever yeah like it's hard because you don't know each individual situation is so different with stuff like that um it's not as simple as just blocking people on instagram yeah with that one we appreciate the honesty though of you sending that in so tell us jade if people are wanting to get in touch and to get your advice and it is great advice it's very very good advice and it's kind of tongue-in-cheek as well it is because there's a lot of agony ants out there that are, I think, not exactly qualified. Mm. Oh, you're neither, kind of neither. admitting that you're not qualified. I'm not qualified at all. But Hence the agony can I've had so many conversations about just all of this shit with people and I'm kind of like, I'm going to impart my wisdom on whether it's intelligent or not and whether it's worth or not. You know, it's fine. We'll see. <laughs> people aren't going to submit anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's fine. Do you know what? Do if you want and don't. If yeah, you want if you, don't. yeah. If you have enough time in your hands, just right. send me a curious cat, please. Thank you. Curious cat, and also your email address as well as jade at her Yes, that's it. Yeah. Jade at her So thank you so much for joining us. You can read more of our agony cant series on her or better yet, get in touch yourself for these glowing pearls of wisdom. Please do. So we are back. I do yeah. want to talk about Justin Bieber. Very serious topic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was thinking about how many times we've spoken about Justin Bieber on this podcast. And the answer is never. We have never oh, spoken really? about Justin Bieber. So this is a first. Wow. So Girls with Goals first. So he's engaged. He's engaged yes. to Hayley Baldwin. Mm-hmm. You're an entertainment reporter, so you should be starting this he's segment. to Hayley Baldwin. Yeah. Yes. Go on, <laughs> yeah. Um They've known, e- not known each other. They've known each other for a long time. Years, yeah. But years they've only years. been going out for one month. Mm-hmm. And now they're engaged. Discuss. Discuss. You know what? I like it brings up the topic of when's the right time and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, do whatever you want, whenever you want. That's completely fine. It's up to you. You know, like who's uh, who's to say that you have to be together two years or who's to say you have to then get engaged after five years. You know, it doesn't really matter. And in the US they can get divorced a lot quicker than they can here, yeah. so they're not taking on that five year separation period that yeah. you have to take on here. So and they're young. I mean, I just, I really feel for Selena. Like, she yeah. said to see her on the boat. I feel like York. you're being very, you see the pain. are you being quite diplomatic? I feel like this is batshit crazy. Oh, I, I think it's batshit crazy. Yeah, that, which is fine. And most people, most people do. But I, don't I, know I, why do I, I do agree with the fact that, you know, everybody should do what they want. Yeah. But one month, like I think it was only <laughs> four months ago that she was tweeting about Selena and Biebs being yeah. like, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I think that was a few years ago. Fake news. But um, <laughs> they were definitely kissing in a restaurant, Selena and Biebs, only like months ago, four like months ago. Year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the post that he did on Instagram was... Stop. It you're was. the love of my life. Like you say up. you're yeah, an overshare. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that was oh, ridiculous. Do you even know the part Get about, it like, I think because he, I was reading he it. He spoke about how he's going to um, be a better family for his kid like his yeah. sorry his brothers and sisters show them a family and then wait till you see us at 80 baby I don't it was just weird it was just know. it was very like intense it. and terrifying if I was a young girl that was with Justin Bieber I'd be like oh that's a bit much yeah. like even if it is Justin Bieber okay I just thought these words okay I promise to lead our family with honour and integrity oh letting Jesus through his Holy Spirit guide us in everything we do what? and every decision we make where is Haley I'd get like, now where is where is Jesus is he in here because you're gonna have to <laughs> this is just odd and then ending it with um, this quote he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favour from the Lord this is the year of favour it feels what? like a sermon though doesn't it it's, it's like terrible. when you're sitting there in mass and then yeah. the priest is talking during the gospel and you just want it to get to the part where you go peace be with you because then you know the communion's coming and then and you then know you're, you're out, out the door <laughs> out the door and you can sing the last hymn with such vigour exactly it's like it feels very much like a sermon mm-hmm. and I just don't understand it and the question is do you think it's going to last when is her daughter going to be writing about the split after Christmas yeah exactly after Christmas yeah even before well I like it's just it's just a bit it's mad imagine if it lasted that's all imagine if it lasted like 10 years or something I, I don't I honestly don't think it would and actually I made a bet with Louise Carroll who works over there that's she's so nice she's our, she's our copywriter <laughs> right so I was like if they are still married in five years 
we're both going to run naked through this office <laughs> and it doesn't matter if we work here or not we're, yeah, we're coming, coming back. back yeah I would put all of my savings on the fact that it's not I don't even think they're going to get married I think I have to I'm like the biggest do what you want yeah. do what makes you happy like feck everybody else just do yeah. what's in your gut and do it make you happy but I have to say I think it's absolutely ridiculous she's 21 years of age that aside aside from she, everything she's 21 yeah, yeah like and again there's nothing wrong I mean I got married at 27 that that too, I, I thought I was a child bride. I thought I was the first. Yeah, that you is know, pretty young. It is. It is very, well, it's yeah, very young over it here. It is very yeah. young. Do you know what I mean? And I was this, like, literally, and I was within 10 years that day with two kids. We bought a house. Like, we'd done all that stuff. Yeah. But even still, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm I'm a child bride. And then I find these 21 year olds with like like completely ridiculous amounts of money. I think just money has something to do house. with this. They yeah. feel like they just want to play house. I want to get married, want to have the day, want to do this, want to do that. And then when they get there and it's actually all done and when it's actually really hard to maintain a marriage. It's really hard to maintain a relationship. It's really, really Tell difficult. Tell us how you do that, please. Go on. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, very I think good at this. Like mm. that, I, was, I was speaking to one of my friends the day and we are talking about like how you know oh, he's annoying me or she's annoying me or whatever and we're giving out about like our Ian basically giving out about Ian my husband <laughs> and I was like do you know what I've actually just realised I mean Ian are together 13 years together since we're 18 right I've really really realised that it does take a long time and you really have to work every single day it's not rosy all the time and I think that what will happen here 100% yeah. 100% <laughs> oh, we're staying in our bed is that I think they will get married I think they'll okay. get caught up in the moment I think they'll probably have a baby they'll get pregnant or whatever because she's 21 ripe as whatever right and then Jesus they'll get divorced baby. Jesus baby Jesus but I just feel like yeah, they she'll just be filled kinda, with the spirit yeah they, they want to play house they yeah. want to do these things that like and then we all rush to do all these things and I am here to tell you it's really bloody difficult and the yeah. moment that it gets a little bit hard they will do Quit. like rightly yeah. so Cassie what you said in America divorce is a lot easier than yeah. it is yeah, here it's much yeah. easier like a lot of, a few of my friends in Toronto and in the US would are actually divorced and they're you know 33 they're on to their yeah. kind of second they don't mind getting married yeah. again but it's almost like they made that mistake earlier on yeah. in their early God 20s and then they're like oh yeah. yeah and then they're all like all, all of them all their friends were all single again by like 32 having a great laugh yeah. and then you know getting back into it but I think with celebrities sometimes as well you have to remember like aside from you know it is a month and whatever and realistically is this going to work probably not mm-hmm. especially because he was in love with Selena three months previous uh, or not even that um, is that they they seem to have grown so much quicker than we as normal people would because mm-hmm. you yeah. know they're in the spotlight they have to grow um, I mean sure Justin Bieber had a pretty much a breakdown a few years ago so it's mm-hmm. kind of like he did yes they, you know like look at I always think Will Smith's kids these kids were like 30 when they were 12 yeah. Yeah. didn't you know he what I mean? bring yeah. like his hair as a date it, like they're very quirky Willow and Jaden like the two Jayden of them brought his locks he cut off his dreadlocks yeah. and he brought them as his date to a red carpet event yeah, no, hey, that is scream and break down. <laughs> That's scream. That's screaming, you know, 30 at 12. Oh my God. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, you probably been, wouldn't do it here. Like, you just wouldn't. It's a bit, it's a bit different. So, yeah. I, I mean, again, like I said, I, or you said, I completely, I do agree yeah. that it's it is. Of, it is hard to almost relate to people who yeah. have such different lives. But in terms of like having these micro relationships, which I think that is, like, that's like, 
moving through all the stages of the relationships like they probably had their first fight week one they probably mm-hmm. took a break week two they yeah. probably like got back together week three and now they're engaged week yeah. four Aww. so I feel like it's they've gone through all the stages oh, cute. So cute yeah I love that relationships so, so cute they're gonna, get, they're gonna get married then we're like now what yeah. oh now it's our 20s yeah, we're not gonna be married yeah. but Cassie you have another podcast now I'm not one Ooh to promote other podcasts but it is a Love Island podcast and I do think that it's a relevant topic to talk about because Love Island is the pinnacle of micro relationships as we can see so they're moving through all these elements of their relationships over the course of three days as they rightly say now and they admit it they're just like I know it's only been a day yeah but he's going to be but my boyfriend forever. Like, and then the next day it's like, no, I, I think I love the other one. I love it's, what they say as well. They just say that my head turned and that's like enough explanation. My head's been turned. Yeah. It's like, all right, see ya. Just like they describe a kiss in there is, a, you know, basically like doing whatever out yeah. here do, because it's yeah. so intense. So I, all, yeah. I mean, think about it. They're all in this house to find love and you can't just be paired up that quickly after meeting for a day. So of course you're going to kind of look at someone else. But like, it's unbelievable what they do to each other. It's, it's kind of like unbelievable. But it's brilliant. And they have. Oh, it's like I'm. Do you watch it? Oh I. It's the biggest regret of 2018. <laughs> because, like, it was my regret Every year, I'm like last year. I didn't even know what it was. I hated myself. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm rage because I'm a big Big Brother fan. Like yeah. I love reality TV. Do you know what I mean? So this, like, you can't pop in yeah. either, though. If you don't watch it from the beginning, yeah. I find it's very hard to catch up on. I it. don't want. I want to save myself for 2019. Yeah, or I'm um, the Australian one, which is going to start on the 23rd of July. On three yes. I've actually no, heard like, that that's I've heard, I've heard, heard that's crazy, crazier wild than the UK like they one. punch each other and stuff like that. Like it's you know it's almost like oh I don't really want to watch it, but I'm yeah. gonna watch I'm it gonna because absolutely. everyone else is I'm gonna, gonna really watch it. Really watch it. Yeah. Um, but apparently it's mad. But this one's like you know it's definitely more tame, which mm-hmm. you know I, I thought it would be just as wild. I didn't. I didn't really I think. think about like if I was in the Love Island <laughs> villa which I think I'm too old for which is really sad do they have a cut off I come on Laura's 29 and they're all like yeah well Laura's really mature uh, she's 29 <laughs> and she's got her stuff to, yeah exactly and she's like I'm looking for someone to die with <laughs> you know they're not okay. actually oh she's Scottish I'm just gonna go kill myself now because I'm <laughs> three years Great. older than her yeah exactly no two 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 years get with it Neve. <laughs> rain it in no, you wouldn't be allowed. You're too old. I don't know if there's an age limit, but there's definitely some kind of measurement issue that I wouldn't be able to fulfill. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Can I have your predictions before we move on to our tweet of the week? Um, I I do really like Danny and um, Jack. You know, they've been the number one couple from the beginning. So Danny Dyer, you know Danny I, Dyer? I heard of, this. Yeah, Danny Dyer's daughter. terrified. He's got a daughter her. called Danny Dyer. And now they haven't That's done bits. really narcissistic. I'm fucking sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that is just the most <laughs> narcissistic, isn't it? It kind of works though because Danny is a girl's name as well. Like, I couldn't call Sorry. my son Neve. No, don't Neve. <laughs> don't. Please. Please don't do that. Yeah. You could. You have every right, but please don't. But I don't know, though. It's weird. It is weird. She's but, lovely. Well, I actually am a big fan she, of Danny. Yeah, I Danny mean, and yeah. Jack. Now, they're a proper boyfriend-girlfriend now. Yeah. Like, they, they are asked yeah, each other, they yeah. asked each other out and yeah. they I, haven't done any bits either no bits <laughs> because way so a minute ago we were talking about like it's so intense like it's ridiculous like they're proper no, they're, they're proper they've been going out boyfriend three and weeks. girlfriend they're going out three, three weeks. weeks like you were like full blown convinced there Neve. did you see her face she was like <laughs> no okay. they are I was like okay for someone who's like you can't get engaged after a month it's like no they should they should really be buying a house <laughs> on New York. you are fully in <laughs> I, like, all good. my morals go out the door when it comes to love 
Love Island. I'm like, they're going to make it. They're going to make <laughs> it. I actually think they are, though, Cassie. Do I you? think I do. I, yeah. I want to believe they are. I really want to believe they are. Because for me as a person, like, yeah, I hope I for your sake in? they do. Exactly. What are we supposed to believe in? I'm like, they're in love. And that's what love is about. You don't have to do bits. But then I'm like, really, the ones that are doing bits are probably going to go further. They're going to stay they're together. They're definitely going to get more magazine longer. deals anyway. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe yeah. some duvet deals. If you leave this podcast with anything, mm-hmm. go watch Love Island. Yeah. I really want. People have told me that I can nip in and out of it, but I'm. I really want to know everything. I'm one of those that needs everything about everyone. Yeah. So I don't know if I. I, I think. I, I think it might be too late. late. Okay, I am aware of the time. It is time now for our tweet of the week. So this is where we take a tweet that is tapping in. I didn't tell you guys about this, by the way. <gasps> so this is where we take a tweet that's tapping into a cultural moment of our time. So the tweet is Forbes have just announced that Kylie Jenner is well on the way to becoming the youngest self-made billionaire. So they wrote a big old piece on her, how Kylie Jenner leveraged her massive social... Social? <laughs> social. Social. Billy Barrykin over here, oh my, my arse. <laughs> they don't... Stop saying that. They don't... Sorry. They don't know that. Oh, sorry. I just <laughs> love her, like, you're such a man... <laughs> Oh, look at her name. Look, she's social. social. You're very good at that. She, yeah. kept, she kept direct. Oh We're like God. your parents over here. It's like, tell her. Social. social. How Kylie Jenner leveraged her massive social media following to build a $900 million cosmetics fortune. Okay, the tweet is dictionary.com. They had something to say. They said, self-made means having succeeded in life unaided. Used in a sentence, Forbes says that Kylie Jenner is a self-made woman. Oh, that's no, tough because this is what everyone's been talking about today. Shade, and I, I mean, I'm I'm just surprised that it's Kylie who mm. made so got to a billion first because I was like so annoying back in the original really, days, wasn't, wasn't she? she? And, and like it's uh, it's I just think it's amazing yeah. that it, and Kendall didn't get there first, mm. Kim didn't get there first, Kanye's not even a billionaire, yeah. Kim and Kanye aren't even billionaires. But yet, Kylie is. And to be fair, she's not yet. Well, almost. Nine hundred million. A, I saw a, a GoFundMe uh, for to <laughs> raise a hundred million. So I did. I gave a, I gave a million. Just push her. I was just push like, go on. Push yeah. her over the edge. You do it, girl. I mean, I think the the point of this tweet, though, and why it's getting so much leverage, is because you know the reason behind self-made is to make it in life unaided. And the question is, would she have made nine hundred million if it weren't for? her family and if it weren't for her lips and the Kardashians and all this but I mean like in my opinion no I don't think she would have like like she wouldn't have been afforded the same opportunities Mm -hmm. like her mother is literally just a genius when it comes to management and controlling and she's terrifying and I never want to ever meet her Um, but would I would she have done it no I don't think so like I mean did she have to obviously she had to get investment from somewhere and where did that come from her family did she have to sit down and have a proper investment meeting like it was like we'll meet in the living room in 10 minutes and we're going to talk about this so it's it's true you know she yeah. I don't I don't think you can call her as hard as she's worked she has worked really hard but it it has all to do with her family you yeah. know it, it is it's they're all billionaires if well almost billionaires because I, they all own that. Like, yeah, yeah. Can't just and say it's the one thing of them. is, like, she she has been earning since she was like ten because she was on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, so she was paid. So yeah. I'm sure she put her own money into the company and communion money and that yeah. kind of stuff. Come, folks. You <laughs> say that, you know? <laughs> I wasted mine on a bike. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> mine would have been worth that much probably about now. So <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I thought I needed. I don't know that. I mean, with Kylie Jenner, she says now she's taken all the gunk out of her lips and she's she has not taken all of it out. She oh, said she she says she has. I didn't think you. 
they would take fillers out. I think they, they wear off, do they not? I don't know. She definitely said, I've taken them out. Now, no. whether there's a procedure to do that, I don't know. But I watched um, the Forbes interview with her and they definitely like <clears throat> dressed her up like a businesswoman and she looks sharp and she looks sleek and... I'm devastatingly jealous of her fortune. Like, let's Listen, be honest. It's great. It's great. It's I 900 she... million. And we can sit here all we want and say she wouldn't have made it, but she has. Like, yeah, she has. Yeah. yeah. And she still works. She yeah, works she a lot. Every work. And I think day. that that's a, again, like, it's such a kind of an unattainable. We're talking if we said unattainable. Yeah, unattainable. Yeah. unattainable. <laughs> Nothing is attainable. Happy <laughs> attainable. Everybody has. <laughs> unattainable. But they might she... get me in that Kardashian house. Too, yeah, they could. But like, I think it is just this different world that we're not able to, you know, there's no doubt that she has different pressures than the rest of us there's no doubt that she has sacrificed things in her life you know she had no choice really like if, if I 10 and my mom came to me and said we're going to yeah. get filmed you're going to get paid like when where now yeah, exactly. like, like yeah. yeah so obviously all those decisions she can never really take that back do you know yeah. that kind of way so she has made sacrifices has she I mean I think actually some of the influencers in Ireland have worked a hell of a lot harder that are building these different kind of, you know, empires themselves. They've worked a hell of a lot like harder than Kylie Jenner what has. Yeah. Yeah. But um I mean I can't you can't take away from her either. Do you know that kind yeah, of way? Exactly. She she does work yeah, from her works. room pouting with her <laughs> her night nanny looking after her baby probably you I know, know what I mean I, they do have but a lot I'm of I'm delighted for her yeah exactly <laughs> but really really nice girl really I mean nice if I girl. saw her on the street I'd oh, wave yeah. I'd say hello <laughs> I listen all of them I know and everyone always brings back to Kim Kim's sex tape she definitely worked hard. You know what? She, she worked hard for them all. She, Kim was there. There was a Louis Vuitton <laughs> bikini and it was a great day. <laughs> I mean, that, now they do, they bring it back to that. And I think Chris Jenner, I was just, I didn't actually get to go into the tweet, but she called out um, one of the media outlets for saying that, you know, it's thanks to Kim and this sex tape that you guys oh, really? have everything. And it's like, like, well, I don't think it is. You know, they were already a kind of on the radar. Like, mm. Kim was hanging out with Paris, Paris Hilton, Hilton. Yeah. way back in the day. You know, they all kind of she knew each other. She was on the hills. So, yeah. was she? Made it. Just so, in the background, yeah. Oh, my God. In the back. Yeah. I'm going to be on YouTube all night now looking for that clip. Because <laughs> she's Brody Jenner's sister. Oh, yeah, of ish. course. So, yeah, she popped in the odd time. You saw her in the background. So, she did actually work. She was on the celebrity circuit, but she wasn't there. The sex yeah. tape pushed her over. Yeah, that's the thing. And then Keeping Up With The Kardashians came along and then and then everything everything changed but I mean I think when a tweet comes out like that and everyone's like ah, and it got so many retweets and it just became this whole big thing um, yeah I mean it's throwing shade which I, I don't think is productive I don't think it's going to no. change anything mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to go you know what you're right take yeah, it all exactly. back actually yeah, yeah. forget about that yeah. cancel that GoFundMe yeah. but like yeah. again it comes down to you know is or hasn't this been the year of supporting women and you know we're all, it's you know hashtag me too absolutely everything supporting women and mm-hmm we're taking one down yeah. you know what I mean just yeah. like I we can only ever support a t- particular type, type of woman yeah, I feel exactly. like and then we drag the others down that we don't you know that kind and of way and it's because we, we can't I think it is because we can't relate to them like yeah. I think it's genuinely because we will never be able to understand what this woman's life is I think yeah. she had a reality show I think it was only one season because yeah. I think they were like mm, let's not show too much because she's the most yeah. she's the most boring she's very boring yeah, exactly they don't, yeah. she doesn't really do that much yeah. it wasn't that entertaining in terms of like the older ones are 
batshit crazy like they're gas they get, they get oh, on I Chloe. love them yeah, yeah I'd love to go on a good night out yeah. with them like oh yeah I think they're great but she seems to be like kind of an old soul yeah so that yeah. got cancelled fairly nifty yeah. but I mean that's the thing like they I wouldn't say they keep their lives private but they are who they are yeah absolutely and we should just commend them yeah listen I like the Kardashians so do I. I'll say it I'm like I like I, them too I also watch them like religiously so do I I have the Hey You app or whatever oh do you yeah. is it worth it I can't wait till the 20th the 27th of is it worth it? I haven't got it. <laughs> no, I haven't it's got it. for a month. Do you know? It's a coffee. Okay. So, yeah, but yeah. it is a coffee. It's, it is a coffee. So, <laughs> Okay, lads, before we go, let us know what is coming up for you next. Any big things on the horizon? Yeah. You massive. mentioned... Just can't say anything about it. Isn't <laughs> oh, that the no! line? Isn't that the line? It's like, that. oh, so many to meeting. And then they're like, can't tell you out in the mouth. Oh, I can't tell up. you. Yeah. This is the part um, where I basically just ask for any kind of scoop that you can give me. So go on, throw ooh, them at me. Interesting, fun things. Well, Glenda is going on maternity leave and we... It's just me then. And as far as I know, I'm not pregnant. And as far as I know, I can't get pregnant without a lot of planning. Um, so uh, that's kind of what's going on in my world at the moment. It's like, who's going to be the person coming in with us? And I don't know. So okay. I can't tell you. Okay. Um, Do you not know? No, I don't know. I'm making direct. Can you make your mama like, eye contact yeah, and just on. say? I don't <laughs> know. You can tell us. Oh, okay. It's going to be really <laughs> good, right, isn't it? Yeah. Dermot Bannon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? We could redo the studio. I know. Oh, and the office. Yeah, so maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I okay. mean, um, other than that, um, just, oh, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. I get to meet Pierce Brosnan. <gasps> oh, stop. That's yeah. good. And um, Amanda Seyfried. 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 Who knows how to say her last name? Mm. Yeah. I guess that's something I'll ask her. She's married to a really nice, handsome actor man. I can't remember his name. I've seen him in some pictures. Yes, she mm, is. Mm. And um, so the cast of Mamma Mia. So I get to chat cool. to them, which is oh, always exciting. fun. What are you going to talk to Pierce about? Oh, Ireland <laughs> like isn't that our line as exposing so go on how much do you miss Ireland how great is Ireland and then Cher is in the movie Cher are you going to meet Cher movie. oh my okay. god I won't be meeting her but I'll be meeting people who've met her yeah. so I mean does she not as do, good as she yeah, doesn't do interviews I'm presuming she's not doing press or anything like that yeah well, I think she just did one with James Corden that was it we were next in line but then I was just like oh gotta meet the royals yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. to get back to that you post. have to pick and choose obviously oh James gosh. you can have it <laughs> whatever I <laughs> really want Cher on the podcast but um, it's in my wish list so Day. Claire what's next for you tell us I'm doing a live show on Saturday in Cork oh amazing yeah, and no I did this Saturday this yeah okay so this is going out oh, on yeah. Monday I so. will have done a lot well PG please God I've done a live show a few days ago <laughs> hope it went well um, yeah so I did two in Smock Alley in Dublin in Dublin um, on the 1st of June and they went like unbelievably the well video. they yeah, look great it was deadly and um, it's kind of like I suppose like motivational it's like a funny TED talk that's why it's been described and it's all about the art of being yourself when you're giggling at you <laughs> I hope it went well yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I know uh oh yeah. <laughs> um, but like it's about like storytelling and the art of storytelling and the importance of telling your story and you know the impact it can have on people I'm giggling now the impact it can have on people and yeah it's just fun and I, I absolutely adored it like and it's funny how 
this came of losing my hair. Do you know that kind yeah, of way? Like yeah. it's mad how like opportunities come your way. And I feel like you would have gone on social and been gas either way. Either way do you yeah. know what but I mean? Like you love you know, you're, you're you're very comfortable there. I think on that platform. Yeah, it's great. Everyone's like, how did she get used? To? I was like, just picked up my phone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Picked up my phone. That was yeah. the end of it. You know, I mean, the James Patrice shoutouts help. You know, the all that kind of stuff helps. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that's it. So live shows. We're going to Galway, that's up brilliant. the north, and then we have a new show in January that we're working on at the minute as well. So it involves some music, which Ooh. we. Are you going to sing? Um, yeah. Because you, you weren't no. a Billy Barry kid, but you went to the rival drama school. Oh, yeah. Me and Tony Cantrell, Pike and you and Samantha Mumba out of it. Uh, I, I, was not, I was not in Samantha's class. I was in her little brother's class. Um, oh. Umbrio. Umro. Umro. Yeah, he Umbro. didn't talk to me. Umbro, Umbro is like a bloody sports brand, <laughs> isn't it? Umbro. Weird mix of embryo and Umbro. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. Umro Mumba. <laughs> That's it. We weren't friends. He didn't talk to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wanted to be his friend. <laughs> <laughs> Try desperately. Get him yeah. on the show. You saw the Billy Barry outfits. You're probably Jesus Christ. They were really I didn't join. Like, oh, I, yeah. I wasn't here. Black and red uh, leotards. They still wear them. I still see them bounding around yeah, Fairview. Yeah. Black and red leotards. Um, like skin tight, like bobsleds. You know the yeah. bobsled outfits. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the moment yeah. you hit puberty, you're out of there. Like, oh, there's no. You yeah, can't. Exactly. No, you can't no, do anything. Yeah. I just don't understand. They're all. They all just go down to spar then, and they're eating wedge rolls like there's no tomorrow. And they're. I'm like, girls, you want to be careful. It'll catch up because real quick, real quick. Wedge rolls make you dance. A lot they in do. Billy Barry. You need so you're just working all. How do we get onto Billy Barry? So are you going to write a book? You're so good at writing. Yeah. Well, what I'm is? in the process. Well, that's the whole reason why I did the shows. It was like I need. I'd never written before. I work in a bloody college, and I can't. I've never kind of written before. Understand that process at all? And I went literally an A4 pad and a pen. Okay. And I was like, nothing's coming out, Claire. What are you going to do? So then I said, if I can write something smaller and kind of grow from that and see, engage from an audience. And then I've kind of discovered that I probably prefer performing slightly better than actually sitting, you know, tapping away. So we'll see, but yeah, um, I'm in the process of that as well. So, and yeah. it's going to be kind of similar to the live shows in that like humour, but also a bit of self Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, I suppose we're trying to work out where my hair fell out in the first place. So definitely the fart in front of Brenda will come up. Okay. A few Stunning. mad stories that I have, which I find actually reading them is as funny as hearing them because oh, your, your own God. imagination runs yeah. wild then. So I've written a few of them that are, are they're, they're very funny. Oh. And, um, I was afraid of funny a few minutes ago and I'm like, I'm very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, yeah, so that's the kind of premise. We're trying to work out why my hair fell out. And then there's a bit of self-help at the end, but I haven't got to the end yet. But Amazing. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's the plan cool. for it next little while. It sounds fun. And congratulations on the Cork show. I heard it went really, really well. So, <laughs> Thank yeah. you very oh, much. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was there too. I was just in the back. <laughs> me laughing. Waving away. Yeah. I can see anyone laughing. Yeah. <laughs> that is all the time we have for now. Thank you so much to my guest panellists this week, Cassie Stokes and Claire Fulham. Go follow them on social. They're absolutely gas. Apologies for telling everyone about your fart but it was very funny it's okay it's a, bit, a very funny fart it was a very yeah, if it's a funny fart everyone's going to hear about it <laughs> exactly it's a very funny fart Shane Dempsey was on sound this week Dermot Cronin was helping me out behind the scenes I'm Neve Mar, and we will chat to you next week when we have the skin nerd in and she's going to be sorting out our faces oh, she's great she's I work know. with her yeah. I work with her she's incredible she's incredible so she's going to just make everything like a little bit oh she just does everything and mm. like even I'm on, I'm on I'm like I get sent stuff monthly with them and they're like there's it goes from taking tablets in the morning and at night and then doing all your face stuff and yeah. I have to say I've noticed a huge really? now I am sweating I'm sweating like, at the moment I'm sweating. my skin like, is great at the moment <laughs> it's like literally yeah, dripping well, when you sweat you almost look amazing you're like oh, oh, no, I always look this you're stunning. just a natural yeah. glow I'm just it's like dripping down my ass <laughs> yeah exactly yeah my boobs are sweating in between them anyway okay so we, we do we gotta go that's we gotta go tune in <laughs> 